This is the Raider Cotton Nation podcast with your host, Alpha Mike, and our roster of co-hosts, we patrol America's law enforcement beat. We invite you today on a ride-along. Now, here's your weekly briefing on Raider Cop Nation. Welcome to episode number 77. I'm your host, Alpha Mike and Raider Cop Nation. The topic of today's show is gun insurance. Why do you need it? How do you purchase it? Where do you get it? And what will they recognize? That's basically what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I know if you are a follower of Raider Cop Nation, you're going to say, well, wait a minute. We should be talking about the warrior, bring back the warrior. But because of some scheduling issues, we couldn't get superhero cop on here. And uh, that's going to happen every now and then. Remember I told you I have to go based on our superheroes' schedules. And I also have an, an issue with my dad that I have to take care of as well. For right now, we haven't missed anything. We have kept on schedule with my dad's issue. Once in a while, we have to change the schedule around to accommodate a superhero. We appreciate what they do. They do it for free. They help us. And uh, without them, we would not be much of a show. So today, we're going to talk about gun insurance. But before we dive into that, how do you get in contact with us? Contact with us? Well, RaiderCopNation.com. Scroll down to the bottom, and of course, the icons come up. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and whatever else is there. There you can connect with us, and we will definitely uh, talk to you, communicate with you, reach out, and work with you, whatever your needs are. We here in that servant spirit. Um, Some other program notes for the month of March as we continue to look towards the schedule. Uh, Episode number 78, Concealed Carry Combatives. Episode number 70, okay, 79, that will be Public Information Officer. And... Episode number 79, our superhero will make his debut from the forgotten profession, Delta Delta, March 20th. And wrapping up the month of March on March 27th, episode number 80, Bring Back the Warrior. So we got a lot going on and hopefully we don't have to make any more program changes this month. We are always pleased to bring you content. We do a lot of research for that. And as a result, we're not going to, you know, waste your time in listening to something that we haven't really thoroughly looked at. So always keep that in mind. Now, don't forget, we have AWOL Monday, and we we push out, or we happily 
put together a episode every Monday is AWOL Monday. You know how it is. Uh, happy Soldier on Sunday. Dancing to the tunes at church. Full of the Holy Spirit and the gospel. And as soon as they walk out, they sit down to get something to eat. And somebody asks them, what was the sermon about today? They go, uh... And they shortly after, not all of them, but some of them, they go AWOL. So we've created AWOL Monday to bring them back on target and for what they need. Their spiritual needs. You train up in firearms. You train up in your law enforcement tactics. You train up with education. But you put God, which is your partner, off on the shelf somewhere. But he never puts you on the shelf. He's always there standing next to you. So don't forget, AWOL Monday, we want you to tune in. How do you tune in to test everything, 1521? Well, you go to RaiderCopNation.com, and there's a section there that says test everything. Tap on that, and our shows will come out 30 minutes or less every Monday would fulfill you, lift you up, encourage you on the spiritual guidance word that God has for you. Less than 30 minutes. Don't forget uh, the other shows that we have on there. They do a race after 90 days. So if you go to RaiderCompNation.com now and look up Test Everything on the website, you will see the... About five minutes or less, there's probably about another 50 or 40 of those on there. But they are racing every 90 days, folks, and we want you to be fulfilled. Those episodes that you will see there are less than five minutes. The last two are less than 30 minutes as we continue that program. Okay, as somebody might say out there, I've bored you long and hard. Now, before we also jump into the program notes, we have to come up with the leadership quote of the day. Former Secretary of Defense James Mathis and his quote is, there are only two types of people on the battlefield, hunters and the hunted, from James Mathis. And speaking of that, being on a battlefield, I want to just briefly talk about a subject that happened uh, recently on Facebook, and, and um, I, ha I had to take the extra step and uh, post it. What I'm talking about, I'll tell you in a minute. I usually don't do this. I see a lot of things that might bug me or rub me the wrong way on Facebook or on Instagram. But I either ignore it or I put my comment and I just move on. Um, mostly, what I'm talking about today is the law enforcement um, Facebook page, I guess you want to call it, for the agency that I was employed with, uh, 
And on there, somebody posted from the agency website a picture of an agency activity, a detail that they were having on a weekend. And uh, some of the officers were doing their thing. And uh, that thing might have been 15 photos or so on there, all botched in together. So I kind of looked at them on memory lane, you know, you have people that you worked with for so long, and you think, oh, okay, there's so-and-so, there's so well, that one I have no idea who it is. And um, so you start moseying along the photos. Well, as an old firearms instructor, it's hard for me to not look at gear. And I glanced down, and, of course, we had some people with gear and some that had modified gear. And I found a modified gear on no less than a supervisor. At first glance, I knew who the officer was, and I had worked with him, and he's a damn good officer. But when I looked at his belt, I didn't see a belt or a duty belt. I saw a regular belt and the, what appeared to be a firearm. I said, well, well, that's strange. It's not a duty belt. What is that? And I went in for a closer look. And to my dismay, to my horror, and to my anger, I saw a law enforcement officer working a detail in the public domain, in uniform, with an inside-the-pants holstered on. It was a frightening sight, which I had no understanding of how in the world that could be happening. I immediately took that photo. I circled it in black marching marker, make-believe, internet, Facebook, crayon paint. And I wrote the word goof with an arrow pointed at the inside the pants holster in a departmental uniform. And I plastered it on Facebook, covered the officer's face, but for those that might have some investigative skills, they probably could say, hey, wait a minute, isn't that the picture I saw on the department web uh, Facebook page a couple of hours ago? Hey. I know who that is. Oh, I didn't even notice. And there they saw the horror that I saw as well. To my shock and dismay further, somebody pointed out to me, he's not an officer anymore. He is a supervisor. He had gotten promoted since I had retired. It is a shame because he's a very good officer. And I hate to put him on, what's the word? Blast. But for the good of the order, it had to be done. Now, to me, it is a disrespect to the uniform. It's a disrespect to the community that you serve. It's a disrespect to those that have trained you better. Augmentation of a uniform. I have absolutely no understanding for it 
And shame on the agency that lends a blind eye and a deaf ear to what's going on. Because when something happens, well, the nails come out in the hammer for the crucifixion. But how many people knew about it prior and were deaf, dumb, and stupid to act? There's no excuse for it. Especially in today's society, that if you do get in a gun battle in public, you can rest assured there will be multiple lawsuits from the lawyers. And the first thing they're going to say is, this guy didn't have a duty belt on. Ching, ching. Hold on. I know the ching, chings around here. That was much better. So to avoid all that, to avoid the public embarrassment, to avoid taking some days in the beach, and for those that are not in law enforcement, that means being on vacation without being supplemented, pay for it. To avoid all that, just do what you're told. I was one of those individuals when I was in the training section of my agency. I was the liaison of the radio system. And therefore, guess what I wore on my uniform person? That's right, folks. My radio. And a lot of people would say, well, what the hell are you wearing that for? We're instructors. We don't have to wear that. Really? I never read the augmentation where it said your name, your position, and exempt. People so often get caught up in this, I don't need to do it routine. Imagine that two, three, four firearms instructors having a gorgeous afternoon out and afternoon luncheon, and all of a sudden, a robbery goes down as they take out their weapons, take defensive posture, and engage the subject. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we should call the cavalry. Well, you got a radio? No. Do you? No. I forgot mine. Mine's at home. Well, let me call on my cell phone. Has anybody got a dime or a quarter? I don't even know what it is for a payphone anymore. You look like a bunch of clowns, and you'd have to explain for it. And if the bad guy, while you're fumbling around with your cell phone trying to make a call, kills somebody, guess what the lawyer's going to say? You didn't have your piece of equipment that your department gave you to alert your fellow officers. Therefore, you're guilty. The lawyers. Folks, they didn't give you the radio and the gun belt and everything else because it looks good. They gave it to you because you got to use it. Now, there are times that there are modifications to certain uh, individual uniforms and and uh, duty belts from the commanding officer of that unit. That I understand. But nobody's exempt from uh, changing holsters and not carrying departmental equipment with them. So therefore, just a word to the wise, a little bit off subject, but I had to get it out there. Uh, A lot of people probably have their own personal comments why I called this individual a goof. Again, I hid his face. Some people may put two and two together. I, I don't mean to embarrass him. That's not my intent. I need to educate those that are around him Don't do that crap. Now, gun insurance. Why do you need it? 
We're going to dive into it. Let's roll. Now, you and I are going to blow the whistle on the industry of insurances that cover gun owners, mostly concealed carry. What type of gun insurance am I talking about? Well, depending on your state, there is some heavy regulation on your insurance. And states kind of throw out the format of the rules that they can work in and they have to stay in that parameter. Gun insurance is no different, so it will vary in the 50 states. But the gun insurance that I'm talking about is negligent discharge, um, getting involved in a shootout, or even if they steal the weapon, and what would be the categories for that. There's other things, but mostly what we're talking about, if you're an engaged, if you're engaged in a firefight, pull out your weapon and police arrive to the scene, let's break down the scenario. The first thing that's going to happen, hopefully, since you listened to our six-part series on carrying concealed, you had tactical awareness, you kind of had the heads up on what was going down. You took cover or concealment, depending on what was nearby. You had the ability to activate 911. And we discussed that. There's going to be a little side parenthesis now. If you can and you have the time, you can dial 911 and state subject with a gun I'm either retired officer, off-duty officer, or I am a card-carrying, concealed citizen of my state. And you are getting involved because someone is at great risk. If you could spell that out as fast as you can, don't worry about what the dispatcher wants to talk to you, uh, what kind of cologne are you wearing, all that. Try to give the description of the subject, if you can, and the street location. Talk over the dispatcher. The dispatcher will catch up later. Do not hang up the phone. Drop the phone. That's what I said. Drop the phone. Don't worry. We can get a new one. And let that piece of audio uh, interaction become part of the case in the evidence. Now, if you don't have time to do that, Don't worry about it. Now, your weapon's on your strong side. Your support phone call, your support hand, your support side should be that phone when that engagement goes off. Now, you engage the subject. Bam, bam, boom, boom. Sucks to be him. Down he goes. Now you have to make your phone call because let's say you didn't make it before. And they're on the way. You're going to pretty much stay on the subject as much as you can. Uh, You're going to get back on the phone if you could, and you're going to tell the dispatcher 
of what you're wearing. So that goes out in the airways, hopefully. And as the police approach, uh, you're going to go ahead, make your gun safe, clear, and empty, put it down, your hands up. Okay, put your hands up and put that gun down. Don't want to force the officers to try to figure out who you are. And at that point, there's going to be an investigation. At that point, there's going to be the confiscation of your weapon. At that point, you're not going to go home for dinner on time. You're going to hopefully remain silent because that is your constitutional right and ask for an attorney. And if you have gun insurance, you are definitely ready for the aftermath. At that point, the insurance that you have, depending which one it is, will kind of express to you what will happen next. Regardless of the fact, you should remain silent and let the investigation play itself out. Now, investigators are going to look for three elements, and that is called the Jeopardy Triangle, which is ability, opportunity, and intent. If the bad guy had those three elements, then you going poom poom was justified. If one of those three elements are missing, or all of them, okay, it's the pucker factor at this point. But hopefully you've learned enough and you know the difference. At that point, you're on a roller coaster ride, my friend, because the lawyers, the lawyers are going to come out. If your subject that you engaged is dead, the estate of the late will come after you. If he is crippled or maimed, he will show up with his lawyers and his wheelchair. And that'll play out in court, too. One of the games that the liberals play today is to go after you regardless if you are the hero of the movie. doesn't matter. They want to sue, sue, sue. And I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the thing. That way, they put fear in the hearts and minds of Americans that have guns. So keep that in, in mind. This is a long process. It's a costly process. So looking at the type of insurance, it's going to be important. And when I talk, when I mention insurance, I am definitely not talking about your, maybe the insurance that you use to drive your vehicle. But what I am, these are very specific insurance policies. And whoever says that they deal in this type of insurance most likely, if you're a gun owner, you should know who they are. If you don't, like if they say we're the Acme Insurance Gun Company, and you've, I know Acme, but I don't know you guys, then, um, yeah, Google, Google, Google it. You got to Google it. Make sure it's true. But let's look at three. For the sake of argument and time, we're going to look at U.S. Law Shield. They're out there, and there are some advertisement on there, and we will get with that in a minute that's on their websites and some of the things that they profess. As um, a disclaimer, our program is not picking one over the other. We're just giving you these three and for the sake of time and uh, argument. So it's called U.S. Law Shield. 
and they kind of break down. Um, they've got one plan there. And I think this is their minimum plan. I'm not sure. But uh, 1095 a month, that's what they claim. So make sure you see what you get with that. You know, do you get a straw with the soda or is this California? And you keep on looking down. They talk about uh, you get a, an attorney 24-7, 365 days a year as long as he's not in the toilet. Uh, unlimited criminal defense. Uh, unlimited civil defense. Uh, sounds like a lot of unlimited going on here for ten bucks or or eleven bucks in uh, a month. So I I dive into that a little a little deeper. The next one that I want to come up with is the NRA carry oh, G carry guard NRA G carry guard, and they use an underwriter. Underwriter is basically an insurance company that handles all the nitty-gritty for them as far as filing the insurance and getting the money for it and so forth. Maybe the NRI does the uh, the lawyer part, and they definitely do the political aspect as well. But the NRA, of course, speaks for themselves as, as their statute in the industry. And so, you know, not only a good insurance but you have a good person in your corner, a, a, a good organization in your corner. Good shoot. They're going to back you. They're going to hit all the uh, news circuits and basically say that uh, you, ha as a gun owner, you have the right to do that. So other companies might pay, have less monthly fees, but on one aspect, uh, they're going to be at that political level that they can muster up a bunch of media on a press conference. I believe their minimum uh, starts off with uh, 16 $16.17 seven, $16 a month or billed as $174 uh, annually. And that gives you, I believe, their bronze, which is their basic. So we're basically talking about the basic entry I don't want to spend a lot of money on this, but I want something. You know, hopefully everybody's ec economics is different. And the last one we're looking at, which is really a mover and shaker in this uh, industry of uh, gun insurance, is the USCCA. And the USCCA, their uh, minimum is $22 a month. And they call that their gold membership. And they, they break down a lot of things of what they give you. Now, again, we're not advocating who or what group you should pick. You, you know, you educated Google searchers like I am. You can go to these three pages on your Google site, USCCA, NRA, uh, a guard shield, I believe it is, or and the other one, law, law, uh, the the law, the what's the name of it? U.S. Law Shield, and you can look them up and you can kind of bounce them around. Now on the U.S. Uh, law Shield, they have a like a little advertisement where you can compare 
the NRA, and as uh, the USCCA. There's another one out there, the CCW Safe. I didn't put them in the equation, um, but you can. You, they did in their advertisement. They kind of tell you the things that they give you, and of course, they've got unlimited and check, 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 check all the way down. But uh, you, you definitely want to do your homework and find out. Now they're advocating a an attorney, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days, and they're talking about a hotline. Well, I can tell you what the lawyer is going to tell you the day of the incident on the hotline. He's going to say, advocate your Fifth Amendment right and say nothing to nobody. Give him the gun, and I'll see you on Monday. They also say that they have unlimited civil and criminal defense litigation coverage, coverage for all legal weapons. Legal. Hmm, you got that illegal one? We're not covering that one. State-specific educational videos, which is good. I, I, I like that part because uh, states uh, vary, and you need to know your laws, especially if you're jumping from one state to another and uh, you want to know what you're allowed to do. And uh, law updates, law updates, and online resources, whatever the hell that is. And uh, all this for less than ten ninety-five a month. So it sounds too good to believe. I'm not sure because I don't have them. And I'm not going to tell you what I have. But I would go ahead and dive in a little closer, find out who's who's... Who likes it? Who doesn't? Who says, you know, what? I'm sure it's out there and you can look for it yourself. Then we jump over again to the NRA G Carry Guard, and they basically uh, give uh, $250,000 on civil protection, $50,000 on criminal defense. $50,000 on criminal defense. Wow. That's like uh, a raiment and uh, I don't know. That's... That, that don't look good. But that's what they, they're offering, $250,000 uh, of insurance protection administered by their underwriter. So keep that in mind. You can always upgrade to a bigger policy, a lot more money, up to uh, $100,000 and up to $150,000 on criminal defense. So depending on your budget, Remember, the NRA, you get that extra bonus, which is that political atmosphere that they're going to hit the media, they're going to hit the airwaves, uh, they're going to throw in that extra pickle in the sandwich, which is politics, to help you out a little bit on your case, if it is a good shooting, of course. And then uh, lastly, the USCCA, they basically uh, give you a concealed carry magazine, and this is their minimum of, uh, what did we say it was? $22 a month. They give you education uh, as far as a map, what states are uh, that you can go to. And um, based on your state, well, your, where your permit is uh, held. Also, remember, some states don't have permits, but they'll, they'll break it down there for you. Uh, concealed weapon alerts across states. Uh, attorney locator, you know, kind of like you look up your own attorney depending where you are at, and quick access to an uh, to an attorney contact information, weekly updates on news, changing laws, gear review, uh, ten life saving checklists. So they do some a lot of training, 
and digital access, 15 life-saving guides and uh, books. They also give you uh, training, a lot of resources on training and legal protection, $500,000 on civil defense damages and 100000 on criminal defense and uh, protection for a criminal defense, bail bonds fund, and attorney retainer. I don't know if the 100000 is all in one big basket, but I, I would assume it is. Uh, they also give you the critical response team, which is 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days. I believe they do that with some um, local lawyers and some um, instructors they might have. I'm not sure how they do it. But I've, I've, I've heard conversations on it. Sounds pretty good. Uh, because that's what the cops have. Okay, they get involved in a shootout. You, you dummy up. You don't say anything. You call the union rep and that, that lawyer comes out at 3 in the morning, sleepy as hell, trying to defend and help you. And upfront funding for criminal and defense uh, bail. Uh, I covered that. And protection from all other... Uh, Protection for use of all other legal weapons. So don't put any illegal weapons, brass knuckles, nunchucks, and stuff like that in there because we're not covering those. And you become part of a community with the UCCA, and, you know, they kind of break that down what that means. And membership perks, a couple discounts and for training, books, and, and, and so forth. So... Each one of them, out of the three that we've picked, sound interesting. My job is not to point you in any direction and to tell you, maybe it's not even the three I mentioned. Maybe you find one on your own. Just make sure that they're a reputable insurance company. Check with the insurance regulatory in your state, whoever, whatever agency controls that in your state, that they don't have uh, a thousand or a gazillion complaints and, 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 you're, and you're one of the members now. So here are a couple of things that we need to look at when we activate our insurance or questions maybe prior to activation. That sounds even better. Now, some states, believe it or not, your homeowners, your car insurance, a question is, do you own a gun? And I guess I'm, I'm assuming you have to answer it if you live in certain some of these funny states that want to ask these questions or else you don't get any cigars. Now, I know Florida has a statute on the books that you cannot ask that question. Because it becomes none of your effing business, you find out when you find out. But I don't need to tell you because they don't want nobody discriminating against gun owners in Florida. Did I mention that I live in Florida and I'm proud of my state? Yes. So keep that in mind in the global picture as you start hunting for these insurance companies. Not, not, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to ask you what kind of gun you have, you know, and that kind of stuff. But your personal insurance, let's say your homeowner's insurance or your car insurance, and some of these states are asking these questions. Don't ask me, because if I do, what if? Well, what of it? I mean, how, how's that? Now, the reason that they're asking the question, you might be asking yourself, 
is because then if they break into your house and they steal their gun, you may be liable. But vicarious liability basically is, or negligent liability, is when you, I left the door and windows open in my house. I just ran down to the park for a couple of hours. I didn't think anybody was going to break in. The guns weren't in the safe. What's the big deal? What did I do wrong? So that answers those questions. So if if you if you're negligent, then you're you're liable. But if you obviously had them locked up in a safe, you had alarms, you had triple bypass system, and they got in anyway. Well, you know, caca happens, and you and you move on. It's going to be hard to prove that you're negligent in court if if uh, it was Fort Knox to get in your house, but they got in anyway. So. Are you going to be covered during an accidental shooting or what people like to call an accident, uh, a, a neglect? Uh, it, it's uh, what's the what's the crappy term they use? Accidental discharge. But that's baloney. There's no such thing as an accident because you engaged the finger. Now, let's be honest, folks. You've had certain green things inside your nose during the course of your life, and somehow your finger got in there and took those out. Well, somehow the finger now engaged the trigger, causing the weapon to shoot, and that would be called negligent discharge. Okay, so that's that answers that question. So a lot of people want to know, am I going to be covered for it? And, of course, the answer is yes. There's, uh, you know, it still falls in that civil matter. And, of course, if it becomes a criminal, you know, you shot, you know, somebody in the head, then uh, it, it could go. But you would be covered in, in, in that typically. If, if, if you shoot someone in self-defense, typically am I going to be covered? That's a yes and no answer. And what that means is if you're guilty of shooting somebody, of manslaughter or so forth, they may not cover you. Okay, because your three elements weren't present, ability, opportunity, and intent. Now, the insurances are not going to know the day of the incident. Oh, my God. What did you do? They're probably going to go through the process with you until the bells and whistles start sounding that you, the guy had a Tootsie Roll in his hand and you shot him. Then they're going to start backing out of the deal. So just keep that in mind. Because, um, you know, when they call you a murderer, it's kind of hard to say, hey, buddy, hang in there. Okay, so, and then uh, one of your last questions you're going to ask, if, again, I think we kind of, we went over this, if somebody steals my gun. Now, if you've done everything reasonable to make sure your gun doesn't get stolen, you're okay. Now, leaving the gun in your car, we talked about this in Carrying Concealed, the six. Uh, episode uh, series that we had leaving a gun in the car in the glove compartment or under the seat that's unsecured is not a good idea if you have a glove compartment with a little key well at least something is better than nothing but if you're going to be out and about let's say you're an active uh, person and you want to go jogging and all that and you don't want to take the gun with you then if you're going to keep it in your car for a short period of time, I would invest in a safe. They are some uh, car companies actually make safes 
an actual safe in a car. I think Toyota does uh, in their trucks. And you can lock it up in there. But if if your manufacturer or the car company doesn't do it, then you know, r- relatively two or three hundred dollars, they go right in center console or whatever the glove compartment is. If it's a truck, of course, it's going to be a lot bigger, and it, it comes in a, a safe type uh, shell that cannot be pulled out, and so the gun will be safely in there with a lock system. So remember, bad guys always need time to seal things. They don't do I Dream of Genie blinking the guns in their waistband. So they got to break windows, open doors, get tools. And if you're doing that at 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a busy street, eh, it might be a little difficult. So keep that in mind. So those are some of the uh, questions that you're going to have to ask yourself when you dive into the insurance company. You also want to might you might want to ask: Is there any deductibles do I have to pay? And uh, always have that card on you, and of course, look into uh, the Fifth Amendment. Very important of not saying anything to self-incriminate yourself. That includes, folks, your cell phone. You don't want to get on the phone after the event. Start calling your significant other and your friends and this and that and uh, blew his head off uh, and blah, 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 because your phone uh, most likely will be turned into evidence and then they'll say you placed a call right after the incident and uh, whoever was on the other line is going to have to testify in court. So you, you don't want to do that thing, you, you, those things. If you do have to call home or, or say, you know, you're going to be detained, Say I got involved in an incident, I cannot talk right now. I'll be home shortly. Uh, the police have to interview me. That's it. So, and, uh, you know, inform your family. Let them know that this is part of the responsibility of carrying a gun. The forefathers of this country picked you and me as the militia. We are the ones that they were talking about, a well-regulated militia, for the defense of person and others, that uh, right that we have that they've given us under the Second Amendment shall and shall not be infringed. Now, there's a lot of infringement going on over in the Democratic Party, the party of high taxes, plenty of taxes, and death. Death, death, death. From nine months... The game's on. Now, I know a lot of people say, come on, man, that's not fair, man. You know, not all of them support it, really. It went through, it went through the house pretty fast. I don't know. So I don't know, I don't know what freaking TV show you're watching, but the one I'm watching is a Democratic Party that's losing control to a bunch of commies. What the hell's a commie? Communist. Bolsheviks. Look it up. Bolsheviks. Okay? They're slowly taking over. Okay? And before you know it, they will have controlled the entire nation. What was that word he said again? Bolshevik. B-O-L-S-H-E-V-I-K. Bolshevik. And I'll kind of give you an idea of what, when you read the, uh, the meaning of the word, 
He goes, oh, yeah, oh, Bernie, yeah, okay. And that will give you a lot more head headway. So you want to be mindful of the fact that that party is losing its wallet. It is being mugged as we speak. And a lot of people that are loyal to blindness are saying, no, 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 no. You guys like to make things up. And they're going to lose it all. No different than Venezuela, Cuba, Vietnam, North Korea, China, Russia. The list goes on. Everybody over there had a great idea and great plan, next big thing. And look, you know, look what happened to them. So are you really, your, your ego is that big that you're smarter than everybody? Keep your eye on the ball and keep those troublemakers out of your, out of your party if you're a Democrat. Wake up. The house is getting robbed. All right, so what's up next after this program? Well, we read you the, the list, and I can tell you that I am looking forward to the warrior, bring back the warrior, and uh, that will be at the end of the month, March 27th. We switched this one out. So if you go, what are they talking about? What is this gun? What, the, uh, something about a warrior. What? We switched it, folks. We switched the program. So March 27th, the cop will be on there. He, now, when I switched it out, you know, we were talking about his schedule and all that. I said, well, I'll just cover it. And he goes, no, no, I want to be a part of it. So I'm very respected to, uh, to his wishes. So I, I, I ended up switching over. So he's going to be on there. And let me tell you, this is the right guy to talk about this. 30-year-plus veteran. And um, the warrior spirit is definitely in him, and I want you guys to hear it because it is important. So after this, we're going to go into uh, carrying concealed combatives. We'll be talking about concealment versus uh, um, cover, and we will talk about different strategies that are important. We've covered some of them on this show, folks. Tick. See if you remember, and we're going to dive into that. So combatives is next on the list. As always, it's my honor, my pleasure, my privilege to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. Don't forget, pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for your community, pray for the agency that serves you, and most importantly, Pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike signing out. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. America, my home,
Four three two three. Four three two three. Just uh thirteen twenty two. 